A Christian mind is not one that is trained to think only about Christian topics. It is a mind that has learned to think about everything from a Christian perspective. We have to understand God rightly to know him intimately. It is the gospel that orients my thinking on every other issue. You can know if you're trusting in Jesus that every single atom in this universe is working for your good. That's why I'm sticking with Jesus. Not because he always does what I want him to do. I'm sticking with Jesus because I just haven't found any better alternative. Hey guys, welcome to the Black Rio podcast. It's Kingsley in the studio with... Mary. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Similar timing. Gabby and... Mary. Praise the Lord. <laughs> you can see we're a little bit out of practice. Um, look, guys, uh, <laughs> we're excited to be back, um, back podcasting, um, back speaking about, you know, issues relevant to the church. Um, and we've got a new series for you. Mary, would you like to give us the title of this new series? Uh, the church series? Is that the title? Sorry. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> Oh, sorry, no. Is it Life in Lockdown? <laughs> it's Life in Lockdown. It's Life in Lockdown. Okay. Uh, I, th- I think one of the, the things we're going to touch on is uh, some of the biggest challenges facing the church. And you can see actually one of the biggest val- uh, challenges facing Black Berea is communication at the minute. Um, <laughs> we're, 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 we are super excited to be back. It's been a while. There's been a lot of sort of planning, rethinking, refocusing and re-strategizing. And we're, we're hoping to deliver some consistent helpful and edifying content for you but before we get into it it would just be good to know mary gabby how have you been i'm ready for it to be the 21st slash 24th of december i need it to be christmas tomorrow because i want to sit in my yard with my people and have you know watch i don't even know what's on tv some marvel movies I eat turkey and whatever else. Not turkey, that's dead. You know what I mean? I'm tired. We'll probably get to it, but lockdown's been, I'm tired. Um, I'm ready for a break. But God's kind, sustaining us, keeping us, all that kind of thing. How am I doing? I'm, I'm pushing through. You know, like, like that last big push. Yeah. I've, got last, <laughs> I've got that last big push energy. You probably can hear it in my voice. I'm pushing. I'm pushing. <laughs> you, Mary, how you doing? I've been fine. Why are you laughing at my pain? What's that? No, because <laughs> you're really laughing at my pain. On the you're so stressed. No coming heart. You huh? seem so stressed. Um, <laughs> laughing at my pain. So, um, oh. I've been, I've been good. I've been good. Um, yeah, obviously it's been since August, but so many things have happened. But of recent, I've mm. been, I was able to travel, um, join the many other. We saw doing up, doing up Dubai. Wow. Went to, yeah, went to Dubai for a couple of weeks, which was good. Um, and yeah, been able to come back and rest and. Yeah, enjoy a time more time with my family. So I've been okay. Kingsley, how have you been? Has work been doing you? You made that sound like you had like one, you know, relaxing, just sat at home holiday in Dubai when you were actually doing lifestyle, babe. Like we actually saw you. <laughs> Instagram influenza. <laughs> um, no, yeah, I've been good. I've been good. Um, uh, the, the last, I think, the last month actually has been. Harder than actually the, the first sort of lockdown for me because I, I kind of got used to um, being allowed out again in some sense. And so um, going back to those restrictions has, or back to those restrictions were, were a bit challenging, but we're out of that, thank God. Um, and hopefully it seems like we have a vaccine on the way and maybe we should actually talk about that at some stage. <laughs> Lord, that's another um it'd be good it'd be good to know see that let, let's lift the spirits a little bit um what have you guys you know most enjoyed about doing church online um i think for me it's been i think all these reasons are not like some of them are so i've enjoyed like just the rest aspect so just being able to get up at maybe 10 10 30 make breakfast sit in front of your laptop or your tv put on the live sermon and just yeah just enjoy it basically I think there's been a lot of ease there's been more time to just be able to just plug into different things so I've been really blessed by just being able to watch other people other churches sermons and services um being able to jump on zoom and do quick kind of fellowship or bible studies with different people you know online prayer meetings as well um so I think it's just been the ease of um, not having to be physically in church that's what I would say 
Yeah, I've been um, really very blessed in the fact that because I work at my church, I've been part of the live stream team. So I only did lockdown. I only did church at home. Maybe this means I'm a bit redundant for this conversation, but I only did like lockdown church at home, maybe for three or four weeks at the start of March or whenever that was when we first started. I've been in the building for a while now. Um, and But for those three or four weeks... Yeah, I struggled with it. So um, highlights were few and far between. But one thing I think that has been a blessing about having stuff so readily available online is um, it's just the ability to share it. So before lockdown, um, so my church, Stockwell Baptist, had audio online, but we didn't have any visual online. Um, so, so having like the full thing recorded meant that it was just much easier to pass along to to family, to friends, to say, oh, this was interesting. You should have a look at this. Um, we were talking about this. You should maybe have a look at this. Um, and I think gave people, I think people can be nervous about coming to church. What's it going to look like? What's going to happen? How does it work? Um, like coming into the building can be quite overwhelming for, for lots of people who are not kind of um, exposed to church like that. And so I think just having having an understanding of what happens in there this is where the pastor stands, <laughs> little things like that. This is what happens. This is what it looks like. This is how it works. And this is what we're talking about. This is the sermon. Um, it's just been a real blessing to have that so readily available to share, I think. It's been great. I mean, that, that, sounds, that sounds brilliant. Um, I think I think those those two benefits are, are ones that I would echo, in particular, um, Mary's point about the, you know, the relative ease of just being able to, to log on to YouTube. But I think also... Um, one of the things that I don't know if you guys experience this, but you know, there's, there's moments where you know you, you're talking with friends who um, are interested slash not particularly interested in church. You know, you might invite them, and they say, "Yeah, yeah, I'll come." And then you get the message, mm. message on Sunday morning where they say, "Actually, like I had a heavy Saturday, I can't make it." Um, and so that happens, and then they don't come for that week. But with online church, in, in that sense, because it's been on a YouTube live stream, um, even if they miss the the actual live recording, sending the link afterwards is is still quite simple to do. Um, and it's meant I think I've I've had at least on my end a bit more increased traction with friends um, in getting them to mm. listen to the sermon. So that's been something I've been sort of thankful for. Um, but evidently. Uh, there's not only good points, there's also some challenges. Um, and Gabby, it would be interesting to hear, um, as someone who's been part of the live stream team at Stockwell Baptist mm-hmm. Church, what you think some of the biggest challenges um, for your church and churches broadly have been in this period? I think there's some obvious straight off the back, like um, just getting the tech together to go online was the first initial push. But I think that's probably one of the easier challenges to overcome. I think the biggest challenge is just working with people. Um, I think it's just not how it, we know that it's not how it ought to be. It's, we're just very easily distracted. So you know you're supposed to be watching the service, but you end up uh, seizing a meat or detangling your hair or checking your, you know, the the the, um, the the temptation to check your Instagram has gone through the roof more than it would do if you were in the service, naturally. Um, so just actually the discipline to sit down at the time of the live stream and, and be present, um, whilst at home with with things encroaching all of our life is at home work is at home family's yeah. at home it feels like all of it is encroaching on this space um, and there's always something to do something that needs cleaning or moving or prepping or um, the discipline of sitting down and watching it has been I think for lots of people has been really hard but I think from my end thinking pastorally I think um, church really is a means of grace to us like the ability to gather physically together as God's people is one of the ways that God gives us um, yeah, grace and strength to persevere as Christians, to walk. Those little conversations after church, you know, oh, how's that? How's this? I remember you mentioned that. Those little conversations, I think, I definitely took for granted. The ability to just touch base with so many people after a service. Um, but now, yeah, that, that being removed from us, um, so many little things you would remember if you saw them, you forget and you forget to catch up about that thing. And it's just easy to slide off the radar. And if you want to slide off people's radar, you can slide off. And it's easy to kind of outside, out of mind. You're not seeing your brothers and sisters so naturally. And so you forget to check in with things, to ask how things are going. And I think just that separation, that scatteredness of the church, yeah, is not good for us. And I think that's definitely born out in my own in my own life and in the lives of people I'm walking with, for sure. Um, just the, the lack of real life contact and, um, yeah, feeling scattered from God's people who you need to 
you need to walk well as a Christian, really. Um, yeah. How have you found it, Kingsley? Um, yeah, I mean, G- Gabby has basically hit on, you know, a number of the points that I, I, I would add. Um, I think, you know, the, there's the passage in, in Corinthians where, First Corinthians, where Paul is talking um, about the body um, and he speaks about, you know, if one part of the body suffers, the whole body suffers. Um, and I think that sort of reality has been one that, you know, I think has been uniquely felt at this this time. Um, because when you're sort of away from everyone in that sense, it's very easy for um, the cares of this life really to just, you know, feel feel like they're inundating you more than usual. And I think um, just missing out on that sort of aspect of fellowship where, you know, um, there's times when you're able to encourage someone or, or you're encouraged by someone, you're able to challenge someone or you're challenged by someone, that that face-to-face um, fellowship, that that even little things like missing, my part, missing people who I know can't really sing but sing loudly at church and being instructed um, in the faith but in, in that way is you know an aspect that I've missed and I think that challenge has been one that is it's not unique to to myself or people in church generally um I want I wonder um how how pastors are, are looking and navigating this period as well because you know um it's I, I I imagine a wise pastor develops the ability to to, to see on the face of a person when a, a moment of, you know, unique pastoral care might be required. And you, you just don't get that on the live stream. In fact, you don't even know necessarily whether um, uh, people are listening other than sort of getting the, the high level number, right? So it's, I think it's been, yeah, particularly challenging time. And I would add, um, as as Black Christians, I think the past six or seven months in particular mm. has been a, you know, a, a time of trial, um, a time of, you know, deep considerations around the nature of uh, race relations and, and how the gospel applies to that. And um, I think these are moments where, you know, having the benefit of being present in person with the church um, could have done, you know, untold good for many people. Um, and so that's that's uniquely in my mind. And I think that's added an element of challenge as well to sort of many people in the church. Um, so yeah, it's it's it, it's clear in my mind God's uh, God's perfect design for the church being one where we're meeting in person regularly, um, having fellowship, worshiping together. It's just a wise one. Like it's proper, just a wise one. Um, Mary, what about you? How's it how's it been on your end? What, what challenges do you think you sort of seen personally, but also for the church more broadly? I think personally, it's I think. Um... I kind of enjoy, I enjoy kind of being in church and being able to just kind of walk past someone that you don't always talk to and say, "Oh, how are you? How are you doing?" And really, in that moment, be encouraged by them. Just kind of, it could be just how they're viewing um, their boss at, at work, or how they're viewing being a parent, or how they're be- viewing saving, or how they're viewing wanting to support the church, and just being kind of encouraged passively. Um, yeah, and, and just singing together. And I think not having that aspect has actually been quite hard um because you can't really replicate it you can go home and maybe sing a song or listen to Maverick City shout out Maverick City's Christmas album it's a, it's a bop but yeah not having that as a body of believers you do definitely miss that um so that's something I've personally missed I've always always I'm also kind of mindful of people that I don't always have in mind so in lockdown or when you're when you're not when you're away from the church you have your day-to-day friends that, um but they're not having kind of opportunity to spend with those who you see it's easy mm-hmm. to forget about them as 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 Gabby's mentioned I think pastorally I think I think I'm sure we I think this period has shown us how much we need the church and we need believers and I think this year from speaking to so many of my brothers and sisters I've they realized just how difficult it is doing their Christian life at home alone mm-hmm. so like so many people struggling spiritually um struggling to pray struggling to read battered in with so much sin um and yeah it's, it's been it's been kind of um, intensified because they're away from the body of believers i would say man heavy um okay so i'm 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 hearing that and you know i'm if i'm listening i'm thinking wow there are you know many significant challenges to sort of the church at this minute moment in time um the next question maybe that comes to my mind is okay if we're still in this phase of 
you know, some people going back to church, some people still having to do it online. Um, what kind of things can we be doing to maximise our sort of online church experience? And I'm going to throw this straight away at Mary for no reason at all other than... Maximising, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think for me, it's it's difficult for me because I'm, I'm kind of in the media team in my church, so I haven't really... Well, maybe for the first couple months of lockdown, I've kind of been in church helping with the live stream. But I think when I was at home watching whatever we had on the screen, um, just struggling to, to concentrate. So I think if you are trying to maximise your opportunity at home, I think it's it's very important that you try and just be free from distraction. So if, if that means literally kind of putting your phone away, having a physical Bible, because I don't know, when you have your phone ESV translation, you might have a sky sports notification or whatsapp notification um and just being very very intentional just praying before service praying before the stream that that the lord will really bless uh the preacher and 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 what you're gonna what you're gonna hear um and then afterwards being intentional of actually speaking to people about um what they gain from the sermon how they're gonna apply it and maybe just catching up with them how they're doing i think you i think you maximize uh, your live stream experience by trying to replicate as much as you can of the physical of course you mm-hmm. can't replicate it totally but most times after the service you might do a how you doing love how did you find the service you know all those different discussions and you really kind of speak about the actual sermon and I think maybe if you can having like and I've seen some churches do it where they have like almost an after service zoom call where they can actually do like a almost like a coffee virtual I mean a, a virtual coffee discussion um, trying to replicate kind of after service kind of moving along and kind of talking to one another um, and I think that's what I think that's that's the aim I, I believe trying to um, be very intentional about uh, the service knowing that God's word is being preached and then trying to as much as you can um, uh, in plan, you know benefit from the time of fellowship that you can possibly have with with your brethren I mean, some, some... I'm throwing it back to you <laughs> some really useful reflections there um i'm going to pretend like my wi-fi cut out and um pivot actually to gabby tried it tried it <laughs> yeah. yeah i think mary said said lots of the things that are helpful be disciplined about sitting down putting distractions away even like get out of your bed go and sit on the sofa go and sit on a chair um watching it in your bed is going to be yeah, maybe not the most conducive environment to um, to watch it in. And, and I think um, what Mo said about kind of connecting with people after the service is, is so helpful and go as far as that as you can. So even though I'm in the building for the live stream, I tried to, I work my diary quite hard in general, um, but after church on a Sunday, schedule in to go for a walk with someone um, mm. and, and, and see somebody from your church family. Like after church, in normal times, after church on a Sunday, very rare that I'd be going straight home. I'd be chatting, chatting, chatting the most after church and then probably having lunch with these people or seeing this person. Um, and as much as possible, um, after church on a Sunday, I try and see somebody after church and find that local park and do your rounds. I know every corner, every single corner of Brockwell Park, because that's why I'll be doing a circuit hard on a Sunday. Man, um, like Gabby. I try, I try. Put your layers on. It's a bit chilly. Put your layers on. <laughs> um, get yeah we'll get that coffee and and meet with someone and obviously naturally you'll talk with you'll talk about the sermon or interestingly you might not because maybe they didn't watch it and they're struggling good mm-hmm. meet them at the church um yeah and and talk normal life stuff and talk church stuff and yeah and so, so really just to say what mary said to replicate as much as the gathering as possible even if that's with one person as you get a little walk in um and and if that's a sunday that's great if you can schedule it in the week in other places yeah get it in i think Mm, I, th- I think it's interesting because in this period at the moment, some churches are open because um, they're allowed to meet with the current kind of restrictions, whereas some churches sadly are kind of have kind of external extenuating circumstances that yeah. mean they can't meet. So, for example, maybe they meet in the university or in a school and the school's decided, no, we don't want anyone meeting. So I think it will really depend on your on your kind of current context. Like if you can if you can meet up, then, of course, this is the time to really utilise the physical kind of face-to-face and most churches are not meeting as regularly as as they were meeting before anyway so you're still going to have that and then for churches that are not meeting at all so and I've spoken to people who the last time their church met was March the 12th or March the 15th um, and that's a very very long period and it's easy for people to feel kind of burnt out so to speak because of the lack of face-to-face interaction 
Um, so I think it's really important to try and stir yourself up to really meet up with people as much as you can. Um, quick question for you, Kingsley. In terms of like just trying to maximize the online kind of presence, like how have you, like what are things that you do specifically um, and how have you kind of tried to navigate through, I mean, navigate um, in meeting with people or, or talking, um, trying to catching up with people that you that you can't physically see? Yeah, good, good, good question, Mary. Um, is this where I come out and say, you know, I've done things that maybe technically the lockdown rules didn't permit? Um, no, uh, <laughs> I think one of the things I would say um, is actually my, my pastor, um, perhaps wisely knowing me, um, gave, has given me the task of supporting, you know, one of our sort of social media functions um, at church. And um, in that capacity, I helped to write um, with a team of others sermon summaries um, that crystallize in an accessible way for social media what has been taught in the sermon um and you know what that sounds like an incredibly easy task um on the face of it like it's not complicated is it you listen to the sermon write something up that says what was said in the sermon for a tweet or for for something on instagram but actually um that practice of being able to distill a 50 60 in my church's case, maybe 90 minutes into a tweet is um, has actually required me to think perhaps more deeply about actually what is the connecting thought um, in this sermon and and how can I put it in a pithy way? And I think that's helped me as the week has gone on to actually when I'm trying to think back to the sermon, I think. Mm was said to have something as a reference point for me to actually start connecting the dots and remembering certain parts of the sermon so that's been a really helpful practice and even if you don't have to do it for social media for example just doing it for yourself maybe as a like a a two-line summary of actually what was said in the sermon um what the point of the sermon was can i think be an incredibly helpful practice to to make sure that you are really listening as you're engaging with sort of online services um in terms of yeah, uh, connecting with others. Um, this is, man, this is a, a great question and it, it challenges me actually to do more. Um, uh, I, I like riding bikes um, and so I, I spend a lot of time actually trying to connect my bike riding um, with actually meeting up with others and so getting others to ride bikes. So it's, it's perhaps the same point around sort of Gabby and Mary talking about, you know, going for walks and the like, but um it's 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 for me it's using cycles to do that um and then the other thing i would say actually um is for you know a variety of reasons um ended up with a few others making a list um of people who attend church some of the guys who attend my particular church um and just thinking who are the people that we haven't seen active in our group chats and um haven't you know seen at social events um when we were allowed to meet in a rule of six slash whenever that was um and that kind of thing and then making you know a, a particular effort to reach out to those people and um that's been really good for me actually because you know sometimes you know there's this sense of like oh yeah okay this is the right thing to do like I'm I'm you know I'm I'm being this is Christian you know reaching out to this person I don't normally speak to and so on and you you kind of almost get your your, your mind prepared to kind of like serve in that way and actually the experience for me has often been you know me being served by the person I've reached out to um and and that that doesn't necessarily mean that person was going through the best spiritual time sometimes the most deeply encouraging conversations I have are people musing on their Christian experiences and challenges and trials um in a way that just makes me realize how how precious Christ is um and so that has been something that I've, I've tried to do um, and others have, have been doing with me as well. So, yeah, I guess I guess I guess that the point here is is the one that, you know, Mary, you made, Gabby, you've echoed. And I'm going to say a third time because I think three times sticks in people's minds. It's it's trying to replicate as much as possible um, what we would normally do um, in, in the pandemic circumstances. Um, yeah, I, I think I think that's it. But it, there's 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 now to me there's an even more um, pressing question that comes out of this, um, 
because of course for for Gabby, for Mary, for myself, we we've we're able-bodied people, right? We're we're usually up and around and active in our churches, um, but actually, I think this this period of time has has taught us a little bit about what the experiences might be for people who, for whatever reason, whether it's in a, a disability or otherwise, um, who found accessing church um, more challenging. So, I guess I guess the question I I have is. Um, are there things you think you know we 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 potentially learned from this period of doing church online about making church more accessible um, for people for whom attendance has always been a challenge? Um, and are there any safeguards we need to be thinking about with respect to you know broadening um, the ways in which people can access church? Mm, that's a really good question. Um, I think um, in my kind of since lockdown and no lockdown and church can meet church can't meet church can meet I think one of the things I've realized is just of course we've been able to kind of have this online presence that we may not have had in my local church but also just realizing that you there's some people who don't have that online access so increasingly just being aware of the elderly people we have in our church who don't have wi-fi in their houses so they're so you know there's literally an example of of um an older gentleman in my church who who um he calls someone in the church and then that person plays the live stream so he can hear it on the phone. And you're just thinking like, well, who doesn't have internet in, in 2020? And of course, if you're 70 plus, why do you need internet in your house? Um, and that's something that is kind of a similar example of those who actually can't access um, the online aspect. And then thinking about um, the, the, the disability, because th- this is something that actually was quite personal to me earlier in the year where um, we had a, a sister visit. Uh, my church and she was in a wheelchair and we just we just noticed very quickly that we really wasn't um disabled friendly at all um so we, we finally was able to kind of produce a ramp but then it took so long and then you start to realize that you're making the person feel guilty for almost putting all this having to feel like she's putting us to make all this effort for her when it actually shouldn't be something that we should be it should be we should be thinking about people like this day to day that have seen someone in a wheelchair we should immediately be able to have a ramp or whatever they need immediately without being like oh one second let me grab a brother and let that brother need to get a key for something and it just made me realize just how it how easy it is to just think of serving people who are like us and not thinking about others mm. um and also just how easy it is for that person to now feel like actually i almost feel uncomfortable next time i have to come i have to wait for someone to come and bring a ramp down or bring this down or whatever it, whatever it may be it could be a hearing aid or whatever and and that now that almost adds a stumbling block or another reason why they may not want to physically come into the church um so I think yeah we just have to be mindful of yeah like just a whole a wider demographic of, of people um and how we can ensure that they're able to get to church and, and comfortable as the service goes along from the beginning to the end I mean that that's on my on my end that's that's super useful and some some particularly um you know salient um reflections there thinking you know of of the fact that the church ought to be a place that's open to all and that all looks like um people with a variety of different backgrounds contexts and experiences so yeah absolutely echoed i i, I wonder then gabby um if we're thinking about sort of online streams, some churches perhaps haven't previously had online streams um, and have only took to this particular method of communicating the word because of uh, the lockdown restrictions. So uh, on the back of what I've asked Mary, do you think this is something that should be ongoing as we sort of go into 2021 and, you know, God willing, get back to a stage where we can meet more back in person? That is a fantastic question. Um, and I think the more people I speak to, the more I realise there's quite divergent opinions about that. I think my own thoughts, as much as it's been a blessing and a help to us um, in this season, I'm not sure how beneficial it is to keep all our content online. In that, I think it's interesting that one of the first reasons we mentioned why lockdown has been, what's been the good things about church online during lockdown is that it's the ease of it. You don't have to be anywhere geographically. So if I want to go for a long weekend with the girls somewhere, I can go and then just jump on the live stream. I can be anywhere. I can be doing other things. I can be multitasking. And some of us, you know, myself included, when I was at home, can get really comfortable with that. Um, 
we enjoy the ease of it. We enjoy that we can watch it. We can lock in and get on on time, like get up on time and sit down and watch it. Or I can watch it a bit later. I can watch it on Monday. I can watch it on Thursday. And I think, um, yeah, if you're not in a great place spiritually, and I think even if you are in a great place spiritually, that can um, can breed a certain, um, yeah, it's okay if I miss church because it's going to be online. Um, it's okay if I don't quite make it. It's interesting, like, um, sometimes you're running late for church and you're thinking, oh, if I leave now, I'll probably get there and I'd miss the first few bits of church. I might miss the first song when some of us love the singing more than we love the preaching. Um, and so you start <laughs> to think, think, well, maybe I'll just stay at home and watch it because by the time I get there, I'm going to miss it. And it's just, yeah, I wonder whether it could breed a complacency in us. That means that we do forsake the gathering together of God's people. And I think that's something so necessary to the Christian and so um vital for our health that if um that it may not be the best thing to keep all our stuff online i do think that you know if um you know god for god you know hopefully this covid thing won't persist for too much longer the vaccine will come through and we'll be confident enough to actually take it because i know my people are a bit suspicious but yeah we'll cross that right uh, uh, sis, let's not. <laughs> let's another go. time, another time. Prayers up, Letitia. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, hopefully this won't last too much longer. But if it, yeah, even when it's when we're able to be back on church, I think it'd be helpful to to put things in place that mean we actually go back to church, which may mean not so many things available online. Um, that's my feelings and thoughts. I know some of us are like, it's been so helpful in terms of non-Christian engagement. And I hear that. I think that's definitely true. Um, but I wonder whether the danger of Christians feeling too, feeling that they don't need to be with God's gathered people and getting too comfortable with that actually may outweigh the benefits. But I'm happy to be disagreed with. What are you guys' thoughts? Kings, what do you think? Um... First things first, um, you know, on the Letitia Wright point, uh, if you if you haven't already, guys, engage with small acts. Um, I uh, I don't I don't know. I'm 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 torn between the two positions. I think perhaps one of the things that I think um, might be a consideration um, would be to think about those people for whom um, access still can't be, you know, provided and consider you know different ways to to get the the means um of the sermons towards them so whether that's keeping the live stream function and only specifically giving details to people who have le- i don't say legitimate but who have um reasons that um yeah legitimate reasons for not coming in person um and so they can access access it in that way um maybe that's a, a thing to consider um but I, I do think there's a balance in that. And I think it's important that as Gabby was, you know, was 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 getting onto, that we remember that there is there is um actually in sort of thinking about what the church is, uh, an an element of that that requires an actual gathering. Um and I think that gathering is deliberately not um virtual, but it's actually in person, in real life. Um, engaging with one another as we worship God. And so I think we need to retain that element and not in our good, perhaps, desire to make the best use of technology to to potentially um, redefine what church actually is. And, and, and that, that would be unhelpful. But yeah, like I said, I think, I think there's a consideration there about how we can use technology going forward to just support those who, who, who actually can't access for, yeah, for, for legitimate reasons. Um, Okay, so 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 we we we're working through these things, you know, like what we've enjoyed about church, working through sort of some of the challenges um, and how we can potentially sort of mitigate them, maximizing our online church experience, and we even we even spoke about some of the lessons uh, that the pandemic has given us. Um, I've got a thought in mind, and I'm just wondering when things, you know, when things, God willing, go back to normal or go back to a, a, a way where we can meet and gather as you know usual um what is the one thing if you have to choose just one that you are most looking forward to doing singing singing kingsley let's see if it's the hadri <laughs> 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 
It's, it's not singing still. It's not singing still. Um, yeah. It's, uh, for me, it's watching life around me. Um, one of the things that I find really sort of deeply encouraging about my church in particular is, is the way in which um, love shows itself palpably in people's, you know, hugging, smiling, um, just interacting um, after and before services. And I think that just being able to see and participate in the physical display of love for God's people again is just the thing that I, I can't wait for. But um, I 100% hear the singing point um, as those who um, are, are musically inclined, perhaps I'm not. Um, on, on, on that note, um, there, there are probably going to be a number of people who, for whom this whole period has just re- reinforced um, and entrenched in their minds, actually, I think I can do church at home. It's been okay for me. Um, and I'm thinking about people who may say things like, actually, church is full of hypocrites, right? Um, and judgmental people. Um, and that's why I do it from home. And that's why I preferred doing it from home. Um, how, how do we interact with that? What is what? What do you think are some of the issues with that statement? Where do you think that kind of statement comes from? And um, what from God's word can we use as a way to counsel someone who is thinking and musing in that direction? Really good question. Gabby, do you want to go first? <laughs> yeah, I think... <laughs> just, just drag us, just drag us, yeah, just there's drag us. To say, there's lots to say. There really is lots to say. And I think you have to hear the place that the person is coming from. Some people, it is coming from a place of, like, yeah, hurt. Church is difficult. And if you've been hurt by someone else who was supposed to be your brother or sister in Christ and they've hurt you and, and you feel like the church hasn't hasn't handled that, hasn't addressed that, um, and you actually think, I want to love Jesus, but I struggle to do it around people that <laughs> I'm supposed to love Jesus with, that's, that's you got to hear that with the, the tone that it's coming from. Somebody else just thinks, oh, the church, them man are, them man are uh, haters and hypocrites kind of got energy about it I think I am going to come with a certain kind of energy um but I think with both people I want to be um drawing drawing their minds to what it to yeah to what Christ says about the church and I used to teach a lot of young people um like yeah inner city kind of academy context with with yeah joyful moments but um I remember one time I came to them and I was like oh guys I need some help you know I need a bit of help I had a bit of a situation with a friend and they were like obviously they think I'm sharing my personal life so they're, they're all ears they're like oh miss miss what happened what happened I said oh, we fell out I was talking to my friend and I was like I love her you know I actually love her like she's my friend I'd do anything for her um yeah like such a good friend to me and I want to be a good friend to her but um but I just don't like her body. Like, I don't really want to see it. <laughs> I don't really want to be around it. Now the kids are looking at me like, are you mad? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, like I love her. Don't get me wrong, I love her. But like her body, I just don't, it just annoys me. Like it's always there when I'm trying to talk to her, just getting in the way. Like I want to see her, but I'd really appreciate if she put her body like just out of my sight. Like I don't really want to be around it. They're like, Miss, you can't say that to your friend. Like, <laughs> It's interesting to be like, we understand instinctively that to say that you love somebody, but to disregard their body, it's almost impossible. It, it, it is almost impossible. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be, to be, yeah, to disregard someone's body is, it's them. It is them in a very real sense. And so what does it mean then when Christ says that the church is his body? Never mind if we ratchet up and say, oh, the church is his bride. Um, so the gathered people of God, of God are, are the body of uh, of Christ. They are the bride of Christ, but that you don't really want to be around them because they move a bit messy. Yeah, they do, move, they do move a bit messy sometimes, but that's the people for whom Christ has died. Now, is that an excuse for the church to move messy? Not at all. The bride is supposed to be being sanctified and we praise God for right application of church discipline and right eldership and qualifications, so on and so forth. If that's not being practiced in your church, that's a real issue. Um, and so where people have um, behaved in ways that are inappropriate for those that are part of the body of Christ, that does need to be handled in the ways that the Bible speaks about that being handled, which is often that can escalate to being quite severe. Um, and where elders have violated the calling of what it means to be an elder, that needs to be handled in ways that are even more severe. 
Um, but are those things um, a reason to disregard the body of Christ while saying that you love Christ? I think you can see quite instinctively that's a tension that the Christian can't really maintain. Um, whilst acknowledging, really, really, really am acknowledging um, that the church has done damage and, and done real hurt to people. That, that's a process that we need to be gracious with people in and walk with people through. But again, we, we probably do that together. Um, we, yeah, th- there's there's need for repentance and forgiveness and reconciliation and church discipline, underline, underline. Um, but yeah, I think you can't, to say that we love Christ whilst disregarding his body. Um, yeah, I don't think it's a, it's a tenable position. Mm, Mary, Gabby. Mary you're, you're obviously going to find a way to, to, to add to that great answer. <laughs> but, be, but before you do, Gabby, just a follow-up question. Um, when is the book coming out? 2021. The word of God. The canon is closed. The book is <laughs> Shut up. Autumn, <laughs> autumn 2021. Ah, the book. I literally just had a conversation about with Gabby last week about this book that she needs to write. And I'm, then, I'm, okay, brothers, have, I love sisters. I love Berea I have budget as well. <laughs> Black Berea will publish it with the help of. Do you know what? I'm, I'm not even going to guess it. Um, I think I think about some of the things I said two years ago, and I think Gab, shut up. Story. I think you on paper. I need to have something sensible to say. Yeah, <laughs> Let me write things. Anyway, the listeners don't want to hear this. Awajajaja. And Mary, <laughs> answer the question, please. <laughs> um, one of the first uh, scriptures that came to mind was, uh, I think it's First Timothy three. Yeah, let me find it. But yeah, verse three fifteen, where it talks about, um, "If I delay, you may know how one ought to behave in the household of God, which is the church of the living God, a, pi- a pillar and buttress of the truth." So, again, like here is Paul talking about the church as God's house. So, why wouldn't you want to be home? Oh, you see what I did there? Sorry, ignore me, ignore me. But no, but and I think when, <laughs> I think when someone I think when people say that, um, that they want to do life alone, I think I think there's so many things to, to think through. I think um, yeah, just the individualistic society that we live in makes uh the church and just the importance of community quite countercultural. People are very happy to say, no, I want to do life alone, I want to do life alone. I think secondly, I'm hoping when people say that, they realize that um yeah it's similar to what Gabby said I think if someone does say that you know I actually want to do life alone I'm hoping they know in deep in their hearts as a believer that they really are and they really should be looking for community in a local church so I could imagine someone for example maybe going through church hurt or maybe just feeling very overwhelmed in the church they're in for a pepper of reason maybe it's too big or it's too far or whatever it is so in there so there's almost like a tension where they're saying in one hand actually would rather do life alone but on the other hand they know truthfully that they need the church um because i think there's i think there's such a deep um a deep kind of sense that the spirit gives us about our need for the body um so it's 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 all, it's well all well and good like listening to a sermon and saying oh that was really nice and you might even you know a lot some of these live streams are really good where the worship is, is still kind of slapping even on YouTube. You're like, oh, this is all great. But you know that's not sufficient. Like God has uni- uniquely wrapped our sanctification and, and how we progress and become more like Jesus in the life of others. Um, and we really do grow when we when we are like discipled uh, alongside one, one another. So I, I could imagine someone saying that, you know, I'd rather do life alone. Life, I mean, I don't know. The pandemic has shown me that, you know, I can still read my Bible. I can still do devotions. I can still do bible studies i can still do all these things i don't need to leave my house and that's that's all well and good and of course for the other reasons we've discussed maybe a a present situation you face but i'm hoping that person is still saying that the optimal kind of uh the optimal kind of best position and best place for me to be as a as a christian that wants to grow is in the local church like thriving in a local church as well um and i think just because you know there's many things we can kind of say about the church you know church hurt the church is failing prosperity gospel bad churches all these different things but i hope we still are able to realize um that god it's god's church and it's god's house and we want to be home kingsley what do you think um firstly mary that was that was fantastic um and you know what i'm gonna say here guys is just a, a plug mary has been writing um uh, and so we are going to start seeing some of Mary's articles on the Blackberry website. So check that out. Um, I think Mary's first article is going to drop in early January. So if you liked what Mary said there, 
um, you're going to get to read it in longer form. Um, I, I think you guys have exhaustively tackled this question, to be honest. Um, you, you've considered maybe all of the angles I wanted to sort of broach it from, perhaps maybe one. Um, and I, I, want, I want to be clear and careful here that often when someone uh, comes up with a comment like this, it's it's usually from a place of some kind of hurt or um, felt need that hasn't been met and therefore that person has chosen to respond in a way that says, you know, if that need has not been met, I'm going to shut myself off to ever feeling like I need that need met again. And, you know, things like I want to be alone, solo, I only need myself come from that space sometimes. And I think you guys have tackled some of those um, ways to interact with that. I think sometimes the other thing, you know, that we, we can't lose sight of is that actually sometimes that, you know, this kind of comment comes from a place of um, a, a bit a bit of pride. You know, when someone says, you know, church is full of hypocrites and judgmental people, um, are you are you absorbed from that? Like, do, you, do you never in your own life experience moments of hypocrisy? where, you know, you, you say you believe a particular thing in whatever context and you, you fail to live up to it? Um, do you never experience moments in time where, you know, you are um, a bit judgmental um, to others and you have to, you know, Christian or non-Christian, you know, you have to actually reflect and go, actually, is that the kind of person I want to be? Like, if, if, those, if those experiences are unique to you, um, I'd be very surprised. Like, not having that at all, I'd be very surprised. Um, but if, 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 if they are, um, then great, come to the church. And, you know, maybe you're the instrument through which God helps the hypocritical brother to, 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 to turn away from his hypocrisy or helps the judgmental sister to turn away from her, her, her judgmental nature by interaction with you. Maybe you are the conduit through which God is going to um, um, pour out that grace. And, you know, I think you would you would be doing a church a disservice um, if you rob the body of the opportunity to be um, benefited um, by the gifts that God has given you. So irrespective of where you fit on that spectrum, whether you're someone who's been hurt or whether you're someone who's dealing with pride, um, if you're a Christian, there's a reason why God has made the church as it is and it's for you to be in that place. Um, I, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm feeling up. Um, I feel like your answers, both of you have, have, have really encouraged me. Um, so I'm mm. so grateful for that. Um, one of the new things that we're actually trying to do on Black Berea is to be short, sharp, and snappy. Um, <laughs> our podcasting. Amen. So, we are listening, and we're taking it on the board, even if change is slow. Um, but I, I, I think if we if we try to close out here, I think that might be a good moment. Um, mm-hmm. Final sort of concluding thoughts, questions to both of you. Um, as we go out now into this next period of you know the lockdown where things are being opened up again slightly um, what is the one promise um, from God's word that you are taking into the latter end of this year or moving into next year with and I say that because I think a a number of people are starting their new year's services um, now I'm going to get dragged theologically because I'm not sure if it's a promise. That's a question. Don't worry, Kingsley will tell you. But I, I appreciate that. The phrase that has been on my lips every other day is godliness plus contentment equals great gain. Every day I'm looking at side, looking at this one, looking at that one. Godliness plus contentment equals great gain um to be walking in a way that you know is honoring the lord that the lord is pleased with you plus contentment that is great gain i don't know if it's a promise though i think it's just a fact i don't know if it's a promise is that a promise i'm i'm not just a statement of, not beholden, a statement of true things i'm not beholden to the language of promise <laughs> i promise just a truth a truth that we're clinging on to truth can work yeah. and that's yeah. particularly helpful and mary what about yourself um, I think this year, oh, I should find a scripture, you know. Um, I think it was yeah, God, God saves, God saves the the crushed in spirit. Um, 
I'm trying to find the full scripture because that's yeah. So the Lord is near to the brokenhearted and and saves the crushed, crushing spirit. I think that's been one of my favorite um, scriptures that I've constantly come back to this year. It has been quite a, a difficult lengthy year, um, and I think as I'm moving into the new year, just yeah, just being reminded of that that the Lord the Lord keeps His people um, even when they go through deep sorrow and pain. Um, so that's something that I'm I'm looking forward to. What about you, Kingsley? And I've got a, a quick question after. You know, usually when you ask a question, you should have like an answer in mind. <laughs> <laughs> Here we are. Um, I, in my devotions, I've been reading through the Psalms. Um, and one of the Psalms that I just always go back to is Psalm 103. It's one of my favorite Psalms. Um, and I think in this moment um, where life as we know it has changed, it is so easy to begin to complain and to grumble and to feel as though, you know, you are not getting what you deserve. Um, and actually, uh, the psalmist reminds us in that chapter to to, um, to not forget all his benefits. And sometimes I literally just write down the things I'm grateful to God for. And that is such a help. And then the latter is, you know, when you're complaining around, oh, why, why is this situation like happening? What's happening to the job market? What's happening? And all these kind of things that like, our economy is going down, my stocks and shares are not doing as well as, et cetera, et cetera. All of these com- complaints and whatever that, you know, might be ruminating around your mind and thinking that I don't deserve these things that are happening to me. Well, actually, um, the more important thing that you do deserve and God is not giving to you um is what is said in psalm 103 verse 10 he doesn't treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities and i think that that just gives me balance that just reminds me of what the most important things are and how god is good to me amidst times of trial and challenge yeah that's really helpful kingsley a question i was gonna add is um did you have you guys used your kettle today You can get in the bit. Oi, oi, shout out Yems, innit? If you know, (laughs) if you know, you know. (laughs) I wouldn't even discuss our new intro as well. If you listen to this, we've got a new intro. Hope you guys like it. Yeah, let us know what you think. Like, hit us up on the you know the hashtag. Let us know if you like it. It's 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 a little bit different. Um, you know, new new season, new us, all of that stuff. Um, and you know what? You might even catch some of us because I think the whole team now are on Clubhouse. Um, mm-hmm. so let us know what you think about potentially joining us for a few chats on Clubhouse and whether that's something you would like. Um, we are thinking about it as a team and likely to start maybe in the next couple of weeks. So let us know your thoughts on that. Um, but yeah, guys, like, thanks so much for your time, Mary, Gabby. Like, you guys have, you know, really encouraged my soul actually after this. So, you know, I appreciate Likewise, your your edification here. Um, but yeah, this this was Black Berea, um episode sixty eight. But the first yep. new season, life in lockdown. Please like, share, subscribe, all of that. Um, and I would add, we have seen like some of you sharing your Spotify um, wrapped up lists with us, man. Love for all of that. For the past year, you guys have been rocking with us. Um, you've been listening to our content, sharing it, the tweets, the likes, they, they don't they don't go unnoticed. It's literally us manning the Black Briar account. So we, we appreciate you all. Um, and yeah, that, that that's it for this episode. <laughs>